In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Boy, Daryl, we've had some exciting football over the last couple weeks, especially when you're looking at a team that knows its roster. We walk into this week against Kansas City. What's going on at camp right now, Daryl? Give us the big storylines. Uh, well, I mean, uh, they're working off cards this week, so they're not doing a whole lot uh, as far as competitiveness now. I think that that part of training camp is over. Um, so it's kind of hard to judge who's doing what as far as big plays, highlights, et cetera, because, again, they're, they're working off cards. They're getting ready. They're in regular season mode this week. Daryl, explain to the regular fans what working off cards means. What does that mean? Uh, so what working off cards means is the coaches have plays on cards, usually uh, involving the opposition, and they uh, show them uh, to the players and say, okay, this is the play that you're you're going to run here or, uh, that's going to be run here, and then uh, the, the players just go out and they simulate it. Uh, scout team gets involved. We've we've seen a lot of scout team, and what that means is guys have the the jersey, the the fake mesh jerseys that go over, or the sh- not jerseys, uh, pennies. Uh, they're like con- you know the construction workers wear those things. They're like nets that go over your yeah, your jersey, you know whatever. Yeah, so, they're called pennies, pennies. Yeah, w- whatever yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. they're called, and um, so they're doing that this week. Um, and you know, basically they're going to go into Kansas city. They're going to give these starters, um, they're going to give these starters, uh, 20 to 25 snaps against the chiefs, some, a little extended, a little more extended time than what we saw against the Washington commanders. So I'm thinking that's about three drives, maybe four. If there's some, you know, if there's a couple of three and outs that are mixed in there, but that's the plan going into Kansas city. And it, it sure sounds like Andy, that most of this roster is pretty much set. There are not many jobs that are up for grabs uh, this weekend because, of course, cuts come next Tuesday at 4. Daryl, do you think the third-string running back is on the team right now? And and even third-string, let's talk a little bit about second-string running back because Jerome Ford's hurt, and, I mean, I think they just want to get through to get to the regular season to make sure this stuff happens, but where are we with that? Well, Jerome is going to be the number two running back. Like, there, there is no competition there. I don't know if the third running backs on this team. I mean, I'm going to say, yeah, because I think they're going to go with Demetric Felton. Um, uh, John Kelly has done nothing to help himself in this competition. He's been given the ball twice at the one yard line, uh, got stopped once fumbled the second time. So that's not going to get you uh, on the football team. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't know that. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm leaning towards they're going to go with Felton as the number three running back because he's a draft pick, and we know how much Andrew Berry likes keeping his draft picks around. All right, so I still, though, I mean, there's kind of this feeling that maybe, just maybe they'll bring in another running back. I don't know. It's just we've talked to a bunch of people this week out at camp too, and there's kind of this, I just don't, I mean, if you feel like they're settled in because he's a draft pick, I totally understand that. But I still feel like they're going to churn the bottom of this roster something hard, especially for a team that was very, um, I don't want to say proactive, but a team that was excited to have the one single cut day. Well, they were them and like 23 other teams wanted a single cut day. Um, and, the, and the purpose behind that is over a thousand names are going to be flooded onto that waiver wire next Tuesday at 4 p.m. And then at noon, 
on Wednesday is when they can establish the, the practice squad, which is comprised of 16 players. And, uh, you know, they figure the more names on that list, that's less time for teams to be able to go through, right, and, and pick some guys off that you want to be able to bring back uh, to your uh, practice squad. Um, yeah, they're going to churn the – but the, 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 the part of the roster left to churn, Andy, isn't very big either. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that there's going to be a ton of waiver claims for the Cleveland Browns uh, next week. I, 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 you know, it's not going to be a situation where the Browns are claiming a receiver from Seattle and everyone's going to, and all, and Browns fans are going to be like, Hey, that's our new number two receiver. And he's going to save the season and be a massive injection of talent to the offense. Like we've seen in years past, like that, that's just not going to happen this time around. So um, I don't anticipate a heavy uh, dose of waiver claims on uh, on Wednesday. Hmm. Well, the other big story over the last couple of days is the salary cap and how the Browns have been able to uh, adjust things. We've talked about that before on this podcast where guys are taking the cash and kind of rearranging their contracts so the Browns can have more cap space. It, I, I, I hear two different stories. I guess I hear two different stories. One story is, hey, man, look, they're clearing up all this cap space. Maybe, and like there was a story, I think, from heavy.com that, uh, the Browns are going to go out and try to go grab a, a big time wide receiver, or at least try to make a trade uh, with the Raiders. But and that, but the reality of it is, it just feels like they're just doing this to create space for next year. What's the reality? They need space for next year. They are over the cap massively for next year. They're creating space. This is not a we are uh, trying to position ourselves to be able to add to the roster. This is a Deshaun Watson's about to have a $65 million salary cap charge next year. And even though they're going to restructure that again to lower that number, right. they are massively over the cap. So it's all about creating that roster and cap flexibility going forward. So uh, this is not about an impending move. I've talked to multiple people within the organization about this. Of course, we're referencing the restructures for Joel Batonio, Miles Garrett, and David Njoku. And, and, and basically, here's what the restructures are. It's pretty basic, pretty simple. They take salary, okay, and they convert it to signing bonus. And the reason they convert it to signing bonus is because then they can stretch said salary over the duration of the contract. Now, another mechanism that they do so that they can stretch it even further is they throw on what they call voidable years onto the back ends of the contract which then allow you to really kick the can down the road. But you have to be careful with those voidable years because at some point that bill comes due on those voidable years. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, that, but, and, and also too, that that's like boilerplate language that's like built in. And, and again, all it means is, you know, Miles Garrett's going to get the same amount of money. Joel Batone is getting the same amount of money. David Njoku is getting the same amount of money. It's just, the way he, they will be paid is structured differently because when you then convert salary into signing bonus, that means the Cleveland Browns break out the checkbook and they just go ahead and cut the check as opposed to it being spaced over uh, the court, the, 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 the payroll sequence that comes with each regular season. So that's what Andrew Barry's doing um, is uh, creating a significant rollover amount, which right now is about 37, 37 and a half million dollars for next year. They are going to need every penny of that because next year, 
look, I think Denzel Ward's contract is going to get restructured. They'll restructure Deshaun Watson again. So they're going to keep doing this, kicking this can down the road as much as they can because they are in what I like to call, Andy, a window of contention. They are spending over $300 million on this football team this year. Pressure to win is there, as you know. So that's, uh, you know, part of this is to make sure that, um, you know, they can uh, give themselves enough cap flexibility to be able to uh, keep this window of contention open. So, but you could look at it this way, because and Devontae Adams is who I was thinking of before, uh, because that was the story that came out today that looked like the Browns were trying to figure out a way to get him out of Oakland because he's probably not real happy there, and they're trying to figure something out where they can do a trade and if he can clear out the space because he's got a lot of money on that deal. But if it's a window of contention, is that window of contention just this year? That's the question. No, the, Get into it I'm, for this year and then try to stretch. Worry about the money next year rather than this year. No, what it is is the window of contention as long as Deshaun Watson's the quarterback of this football team. That You know what I mean? Like, uh, they again, they extended Denzel Ward. They extended Miles Garrett. Uh, they extended pretty much the entire offensive line. <laughs> so, like, um, no, this window of contention that I'm talking about mm-hmm. is uh, at least – three to four more years, right? And the anticipation is, is that salary cap year to year is going to continue to increase and go up, which means there's going to be more room for Andrew Barry to maneuver. But that, that that's an important component. That cap has to keep going up as well, right? It can't be stagnant. Um, uh, but, at, you know, as the NFL continues to add their revenue streams, um, and, uh, you know, they, every year it seems to be that they find more and more, uh, if I remember correctly, I think the green Bay Packers who are publicly traded, I think their, their revenue share was like 300 plus million dollars from hmm. the amazing. That's a lot of money per team to get passed around. And you know, the league hates the fact that those are all public numbers because they're a public team. Yeah. You know, the league hates that that's out there. All right. It's always game day in Cleveland. We've got more coming up. We'll talk more about camp. We'll talk about Kansas city. Talk about the super bowl participants last week and this week. So good challenges ahead, but what are we actually going to see in this game against Kansas city? We'll broach that subject next. It's always game day in Cleveland.